Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Listen as Pastor Jahan poses the question, are you really on his team? You have the privilege, nay the honor, nay the opportunity of a lifetime to hear from one of the most prolific and prophetic people probably on the planet. You just think all those peas? So if you remembered what I told you, she's a mother of the house. She's a mother to half of you probably. Give it up for the prophetess, Mrs. Jahan Cox. Yes. Evening. How are you? I've got a lot to say, so we have to get started. Are you with me? Now I want you to really evaluate what I just asked you. Are you with me? Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to honor the volcano that is Emily Wesmet. Um, in case you want to know what it means to walk with Jesus, you can take a look at her life. And I honor that. She was talking about idol worship. Anybody got any statues in your room? I mean, like, that you worship. So um, <clears throat> I, I felt when she was saying idol worship, I felt about 80% of you just dismiss, just dismiss it because you don't, have, you don't understand what idol worship is. So I want to zero in on that for just a minute. If anything outside of the presence of Jesus. Let me say this. If you are looking for anything outside of the presence of Jesus to satisfy you completely, to fill you, to give purpose, to satisfy you emotionally, that's an idol. So I'm going to circle back to that. That thing you think is satisfying you doesn't have ears. It doesn't have eyes. And it does not hear you. It does not listen to you. It does not respond to you. It's incapable of satisfying you. And the longer you engage, the emptier you will become. These things are so bright. They are. bright. What is this? Just dim that down a mat. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lord. It is. You couldn't help. You couldn't resist. All right. I don't I don't remember I me saying it's chat time. Hmm. I'm also a little shocked with the sucker thing. I really thought I was coming to youth, not kids' church, but whatever. Does this mean you guys have a problem not talking or talking to one another during the word? Wow, really? That's sad. That's really sad to me. Just saying maybe you should work on that. You know? Are you going to turn my lights up? No. Does this mean you're taking notes? You're my favorite. All right. I know. I'm sorry. I was reading last week. I was studying, and the Holy Spirit dropped something in my spirit and said, tell them, tell the young people. So I text Paul. I said, I have a word when you have time. He said, how about next week? I said, sounds good. All right, talk to me 
about what it means to oppose someone. This is where you talk, but not like shouting at me, like raise your hand like Children's Church. And maybe I want you to be a blend of Children's Church and youth. Yeah, that's what I want. All right, yes, Maddox. To disagree. All right. What else? Um, Griffin. I like the B in front of it. Haley? To be against. What else? Lauren? Dislike? Why do you shake like that? Get healed. <laughs> what else? Leanna? Hmm. You guys are absolutely helping me preach. What else? Anything else? What about this one? Like, if I'm on a team with you, we work together, right? So if I'm on the same team as opposed to the opposing team, are you with me? Okay. Works best if we agree, right? Instead of working against, I should probably work with, right? Right, there should be communication, you think? You know, like the famous Sienna when she's playing volleyball and she says, I got it like 150 times. <laughs> she's communicating to her team, I got you, okay? Um, what else is, you can talk to me now about opposing or same team. Luis, common mission or goal, right? We want to win. All right, what else? I mean, I work best with people I like. I don't work well with people I don't like. Uh, who had your hand up over here? PJ, sorry. She said it. All right, anybody else? I don't think I've ever heard more mouth noises in all my life. <laughs> Mama. These are people you should accept you. You should feel accepted by these people. Is that what you're saying? I like that answer too. All right. Ev, sorry, you're in the hole. Yes. Say it again. Humble to work on the same team. Mm, I like that. Uh, McKinley. Feel wanted and needed here. Okay. Mac. Unified, dear God in heaven. It's like y'all know what a team does. All right. Anybody else? What about opposing? Any more else language for opposing? Braylon. Go ahead for team. Positive what? Positive affirmation. Mm. All right, let me ask you this. Could I use this word here? Would all that work together? Think it could work? Division? Mm. Okay, you will be healed by tomorrow in Jesus' name. Uh, yeah, PJ. Say again. Positive, I mean, I think it should be a positive experience. Anything else on opposing, opposing teams, what it means to oppose, like what does opposing look like? Um, Emily, ignore. Okay, um, Brianna, God, just get really self-aware when I go say your name. Yeah. I mean, I don't think dishonesty works inside family or inside a team, do you? I don't think it does, Ev. Mm. It's like, 
It's like you guys have heard the Bible or something. Leanna. I'm going to put that in capital letters. Defensive. What was the other word you used? Combative. Ooh, I could speak in tongues, but I'll refrain. Eva? To control. Which team? Because I see that in both. Do you guys see control inside of team and family? I do too. Probably shouldn't. Hmm. So let me get this. Freedom, control. How about that? Yep. So sorry, you're in the hole. You're in the black hole. Uh, Jersey. I love that. Lauren. Negative or what? Okay, Brenna. Honor for team. All right. I'm going to take two more and I'm done. Jersey. Mm. Got to have leaders. Yep. Kim. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Thanks for helping me preach. Just remember these words came out of your mouth, not mine. Deal? All right. Um, you got my screens back there? Put little Paul up first. All right. Nope, that's not little Paul. <laughs> yep. All right. See that? Little Paul? Everybody look at little Paul. <clears throat> What'd you say? He looks like what? Oakland. Put up little Oakland. This is Nora because that's Nora's eyes. Where's Oakland? Do you have a side by side of you and O? No. Oh. Okay. What did, who said that's Oakland on this when I when when you saw that? Raise your hand if when you see little Paul you see little Oakland. All right. Awesome. Hand down. Uh, show me Josiah. Oh yeah. What a beautiful boy. Blue eyes, brown hair, excellently spaced apart. Those eyes are. Next pick, show him his dad. Yeah, that's an even better looking man right there. <laughs> Shout. All right, can you put the side by side of him up? Oh, yeah. Anybody see any resemblance? Yeah. The ears. Yeah. The ears. ears. The dimple, the dimple's in the same side, which I personally fell in love with when I was a 15-year-old little child. The smiles are similar, right? Right, let's prophesy muscles, all right? All right, you can put that down. All right? Amen. Oakland. Looks like her daddy. Nora does too. But Oakland has Paul's eyes. Undoubtedly has Paul's eyes. And Nora has her mother's eyes. I know because I saw them when they came out of the womb. And they look the same. All right. Josiah has Michael's eyes. He has his nose. He has his ears. He is a spitting image of his father. Right? He's in the same family, right? Ezra looks like me. I should have got a side-by-side, -side, but I did not. <coughs> Nisi looks a lot like me, right? Because we're in the same family, and we're on the same team. 
we actually have an expression at our house. Thanks for staying with me. We actually have an expression at our house like when we're trying to all do something together, you'll hear us holler out Team Cox. We started the team thing when there was like five of them <laughs> because we had a team. Okay? You know everything I ever learned about the devil until recently <clears throat> was because I heard it in church. Like I'd heard stuff about who he was and, and what he was like, but I actually had no Bible for it. Like if you'd said, uh, show me where the word talks about who Satan is, I would have been like this. Well, well. I don't know what's in there, you know? And so I I uh, did a Lucifer search in my Bible, a Satan search. Because I realized everything I knew about him, I had heard and I didn't know for myself, okay? So I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about what I've discovered. Sound good? Are you still with me? 22 minutes, Holy Ghost, help me. Satan is the transliteration of a Hebrew word that means adversary. Okay? It also means opponent. It comes from a root word that means to gnaw, G-N-A-W, like, like some of you are doing. Or ridicule. I'm going to say that again. Satan is a transliteration, which is actually not the same thing as translation. It's a transliteration of a Hebrew word that means adversary, which also means to oppose. The word is used in the following scriptures in Numbers 21, where it says the angel of the Lord opposed Balaam. That word opposed, that's the same word we use for Satan. So Satan's not actually his name. It's who he is. Does that make sense? Lucifer was his name. But Satan, the word that we use, you know, like Satan did this, this, this you know, it's, that word literally is just a word that means adversary, which means to oppose. It's also used in 2 Samuel 19, 22, where it says, two of David's warriors, Joab and Abishai, make life difficult for the king. So it means oppose, it means to make life difficult. Any of you ever done that for your parents? Mm -hmm. It also means to gnaw or to ridicule. All right, in John 8, 44, this is Jesus himself talking and he says, you, he's talking obviously to someone, you are the offspring of your father, the devil, and you serve him very well, passionately carrying out his desires. He's been a murderer from the start. He never stood with the truth and he's full of nothing but lies. Lying, how many of you ever heard this scripture? Lying is his native tongue. He is a master of deception and the father of lies. Okay, so he's dishonest. He ridicules. He opposes. He works against. Who does he work against? Josiah. Why does he work against you? But why are you his target? Why does he want so badly to work against you? 
because you're God's. Because you belong to God. The only reason Satan hates you is because you are made in the image of his enemy. So let me make it very clear. He can never, ever play nice with you. He is not playing games with you. It's not a soccer game where you're up a point or down a point. It's not cat and mouse, Tom and Jerry, where no one ever dies. Okay? So my, my question to you tonight is, whose team are you on? Let me follow that question with giving you a couple more definitions, okay? How many of you know what it means to pretend? What does it mean to pretend Jersey? Fake it? Make believe? Eva? Okay, a more very literal definition is to act or to speak as though I were something else. Okay? When I am pretending, I am acting in pretense. Pretense means the result of what I'm doing is not real even though I think it, even though I say it is. Does that make sense? Pretense and pretend are very similar. Pretend is I'm acting, I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to be something I'm not. Whether that means I'm in a production in a play or I'm in a room full of you and I don't know who I am and so I'm pretending. It's the same thing. Whether you're make-believe at eight or you're insecure at 13. Pretense is, I'm saying this is true, but it's not true. I'm living, like we, you and I are exchanging as if this is true and this is common ground, but it's not, and so it's pretense. Does that make sense? So I want to suggest to you that you should look like who you belong to. Right? Oakland looks like Paul because she is Paul's. She doesn't try to make her eyes look like Paul. She just has her dad's eyes. Josiah probably tries not to look like his dad, but he doesn't have a choice. He just has his dad's eyes. Right? So I want to ask you on the day-to-day, -day, on the daily, are you working with God? Do you have the same goal? What's God's goals? Tell me some of God's goals. Jersey. He wants to be with us. Okay, that's a, so true. Eva. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Braylon. He wants to keep us from temptation. Do you help him do that with other people? Do you work with him on that? Or do you work against him?
When people are around you, are they tempted to be like God? Are you, do you look, do your eyes look just like his eyes? Or are you the opposite? Do you reject what he accepts? Do you ignore when he speaks? Do you slander? Do you gossip? I'm just going to tell you, and I'm telling you this with all the love in my heart. This group of young people has a real problem with this right here. We have a problem with this right here. I hear more about what y'all are doing and not doing that couldn't be further from the truth. It's ridiculous. And you told me that means I'm in opposition. Is God a slanderer or a gossiper? So when you're slandering and gossiping and running your mouth about something that has nothing to do with you and you're talking about his, his son or his daughter, you're running your mouth, are you working with him or against him? Because when you get to his face one day, it's not going to matter if you told everyone you knew that I believed and I was him. I, I mean, I followed him. I went to church. I was at every youth meeting. I dragged my wife and my kids. I was there. We we're good churchgoers. Occasionally, I read my Bible. That's not going to fly. You actually don't get to say, I am on your team but I'm working against you. And you just say, I mean, it's no big deal. Everybody does it. Not people on my team. Not if you're on my team. If you ever around me with my kids and my kids are I'm trying to get something done and one of them's pitching a fit, you know what you'll hear me say, are you working with me or against me? And I heard the Holy Spirit ask me a week and a half ago, I want you to ask them, are they with me or are they against me? Because he sees past your pretend and your pretense. Please don't go tell your high school that you're with him and work against him the whole time you're there. Please don't tell him them that you love Jesus and drop the F-bomb. Please don't tell them that you love him and slander and gossip about someone that he made and loves just as much as he loves you. Please don't do it. I'm begging you not to do it. Just say, I'm not on his team. I don't think it's cool to be on his team. I think it's lame to be on his team. I don't like looking like him. I would rather serve myself. Just say that. Please don't go around and use his name and say, I'm in his family. I'm on his team. But I look nothing like him. That's called religion. And the Bible Belt is full of it. You know how many families I know that go to church? You know how many people I know that have a Bible in their house? And they look nothing like Jesus. Nothing like him. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I believe. Do you? Do you really believe? He's not an idea. He's not an idea. He's not a pie in the sky, far removed being that maybe one day you'll meet or maybe you won't. He's either your dad, 
God is either your dad and your father, and Jesus is your big brother whom you want to look like because he redeemed your life from the pit of hell so that you could get in and be in this family, or you reject him, you don't really like what he has to say, you work against him, you're in control of your life, not him. You're defensive if correction comes, if anybody ever tells you the truth. You're combative even. Because I'm not, I mean, I say I'm on that team. I look nothing like him, but don't correct me. This is a hard word. But I know I love you, so I'm qualified to say it. Because I weep over you. And I'm not angry with any one of you. But I have no desire to see the next generation come in here and endure four worship songs and leave here and live like you don't know his voice, like you've never seen him before. I have zero desire for that. I would rather you never come in here. And the word of God says the same. I'd rather you be hot or I'd rather you be cold. But if you're lukewarm, Revelation says, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because lukewarm is, I say I'm yours, but I'm working against you the whole time. It's not okay. Let me read Ephesians 4 to you. And if my battery lasts. Verse 21, 421, and this is out of the Passion Translation. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. And he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the old man, the old self-life, which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. That's that idol worship. Keeps you blind, keeps you focused on yourself. Even Jesus himself said, you're either for me or you're against me. You're either with us or you're against us. But there is no middle ground. What I need you to understand tonight is there is no middle ground. You don't get to say one thing and do another and you just be figuring it out. You need to understand you may be figuring it out, but you're not on the team. He knows it. He's not going to stop loving you. He's not going to stop drawing you. He's not going to send pe- stop sending people to speak to your life. He's going to keep wooing you and showing you how much he loves you. But you're not on his team if you're working against him the whole time. Now, what you've not heard me say is he doesn't love you. He's mad. I haven't said any of that. That's religion. God already decided how he felt about you before he ever made you. Before the foundations of the world, Jesus laid down his life to make sure you would always have a way in. Always. That no matter what you did, for if you live 89 years and you live 89 and a half of them away from him, he made sure you could get to him. But you are either for him or against him. It's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union, somebody who said unity, and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So discard every form of dishonesty, and lying so that you will make you will be known as one who always speaks the truth for we all belong to one another but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge not even for a day 
Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. Verse 29, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. Oh, I was just kidding. He knows I was just kidding. God's not laughing. This thing that we do where we insult someone and then laugh afterward is ridiculous. It's an insult. That's what it is. It's an insult. It's harsh. And they may laugh it off so they don't cry in front of you, but it hurt them. And you're working against God because they should feel inside a family, they should feel liked, they should feel accepted, they should feel wanted and needed. They should receive positive affirmation from you. Oh, they know I'm just messing. There's no middle ground. You either worked for or against. Oh God, I was fine, I just got a little language problem. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You talk one way here, so clearly you have self-control. You don't talk that way in front of your parents, so clearly you have self-control. So your work for him while we're watching, but against him, while you think we can't see you, but you know who sees? He sees. And he loves you so much he tells people tells on you. I could walk around this room right now and tap everyone on the shoulder who has a profanity problem. And I would just want to tell you, it's not cool. You sound ignorant and uneducated. Learn how to speak. You're kingdom people, or at least you say you are. Or just say, I'm not doing this right now and use every four-letter word you want to. I'll love you the same. Pastor Paul will love you just the same. People should leave you and feel loved and seen and known, not cut down on, not joked about not wonder if you're talking about them behind their back. This is supposed to be a family. And I know by the spirit of God, we're doing a whole lot more opposing than we are family. And I can't control you. I'm not gonna follow you around. We're not gonna police you because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty but we are going to talk about it. We are going to talk about it. Because that's my dad you're talking about. You heard Emily say up here, I'll die on this hill, take everybody with me. You know, there are people working really with him. And I'm not trying to puff her up or make her arrogant, but do you know she walks around 8109 Sharp Hill, that's the church address in case you don't know, every single day, and she prays. Sometimes she's there for hours. Crying out for you crying out for the city, crying out for your schools. Some people are really giving everything and working with him. And listen, 
Jesus is way more, he's just way more full of patience than I am. He is. Gifts are free. You can prophesy all day long at school, those of you that go to RSW. You can sing, you can play an instrument, you can even pray. But character and fruit is grown. And I'm, I'm not okay, and I don't think he is either. I think his word supports it. Actually, I know it is because in Revelations 2, he says, you cast out devils in my name. You laid hands on the sick in my name. You used my name. In other words, you had power. You had power in my name, but you and I, we never knew each other. If you're going to say you belong to the family of God, I'd like to see some fruit. I've prayed prayers like when you go to open your mouth to talk and slander and spread rumors that you'll feel nauseous like someone punched you in the gut. That it gnaws at you. Because your words create worlds. And in case you didn't know, your peers don't need anybody else creating a world of rejection and hurt and pain and they don't need any help with that. You're supposed to be the one that brings hope and life and truth to their face and behind their back. Behind their back. If it doesn't involve you, don't talk about it. Well, so and so and so and so and I just I was just I was just letting everybody know about so and so and so and so and so and so. Does it involve you? Then why are you talking about it? Find something else to talk about. Well, I don't have anything else to talk about. Maybe you should close your mouth until you find something good to talk about. Well, that's harsh. Yeah, it is. It is. It's true. You forget we're the ones that are here when you don't you can't sleep at night. When you don't love yourself. When you want to quit. We get to see that. Now you may not let everybody else in this room see it, but we get to see it. So my passion and my love for you compels me to say stop working against work with him he's easy to work with I want to give you this assignment <coughs> I don't want to have prayer you know how to pray you spent an hour or so last night practicing how many of you came with Padre to prayer last night Amen. If you don't know how to pray, just talk to God. He'll figure the rest out. It's really that easy. I want you to really ask yourself the question tonight. If you're on the team or off the team. And if you're on the team, I want you to evaluate how you're working against. And I want you to stop it. Well, I can't. Yes, you can. You're powerful people. You know why I know that? You're teenagers. And when you decide to do something, all hell can't stop you. Some of you, you get your phone taken away, you borrow another friend's phone. Somebody you get your computer taken away, you go to the library and use a computer. Y'all are smart, powerful people. You can do anything you decide to do. Well, I'm in slavery. I'm in bondage. Break out of it. Stop. Just decide you're done. It's not that easy. Yes, it is. Jesus did the hard part. He did the cross dying and the going to hell and getting the keys. He did all the hard part. All you have to do is work with him. So I want you to go home and talk to him about it tonight. 
If you're working against him, what does that look like for you? How are you rejecting him? How are you being the opposite of him? How are you being disagreeable to his heart, to his mission, to his vision? How are you bringing division in the body? How are you ignoring him? How are you dishonest? When and how are you slandering and gossiping? Are you being dishonorable toward others? Are you negative? Are you prideful, which means it's all about you? Who cares about anybody else? Are you in control? Are you defensive? Are you combative? Your words, not mine. And if you are, and you want to be on the same team, surrender again. No shame. You actually don't have to pay any price. You have to pay zero debt. All you have to do is decide. I want to be on your team. Please help me. Give me your eyes. Give me your nose. Give me your smile. So everybody that sees me, it's undeniable who I belong to. And if you don't know what he looks like, open your Bible and find out. And you hear it week in and week out because I know where you are on Wednesdays. You hear it all the time. We're without excuse. Holy Spirit, thank you for loving us enough to whip our tails when we need it. Thanks for being an enemy of what is trying to destroy us. Thank you for loving us anyway. Thanks for being patient with me, Jesus. Thanks for not giving us what we deserve. Now, Holy Spirit, I send you home with every student, with every leader. And I ask if, if we're working against you that you would shine a light and you would show us and you would empower us by your love and by your grace to work with you and not against you. In Jesus' name, so be it. Pastor Paul. She loves you a whole lot to be able to say something like that. Um, and with that amount of grace, kindness, tenderness, but also... Um, resolve and you know I was just thinking I was like okay how do you like follow that you know um, and so I don't need to follow anything I just want to echo what she's saying there's an invitation for us to look introspectively and outward obviously um, and really do some digging and be like wow okay I really do that and then respond accordingly. So everyone in this room, I don't think there's anyone that's just like, oh great, I'm good. I got, I'm all over here. I've n I never do any of this. Um, everyone in this room is invited into the opportunity to dig, to ask the Holy Spirit to shine a light on, and to shift. That's the thing, you, we have to shift or else we stay here. That's not the point. What she brought was so that we can come from here to here. So let's not stay here. This seems dumb, idiotic even, stupid uh, to stay there. I would dare say if you stay here, you're a dummy. I mean, you're, I mean, it's moron. You're a moron, an ignorant moron if you stay here. I didn't say it. The Bible did. And I'll show you where if you don't believe me. But um, so can we just thank her? So we're going to do one thing and then we'll get out of here. No, because your phone's in here. Oh, are you taking notes or recording? Lauren, I feel like I need to tell you this. 
we have a podcast <laughs> where it is professionally, professionally recorded and, and edited with Isaac Bing saying, listen, as Pastor Jahan Cox, oh, you're right. Should we start doing some worship clips? How's your workload looking, Isaac? Maybe it's something I can do. I, I can do that. I can take it off you. Huh? My class at school, I teach music theory, not audio production. All right. Wait. Whose phone is this? Is this yours, Lauren? Lauren! Amen. Everybody give it up for Lauren. Come on. Favor ain't fair, baby. Hey. And here's something. Gabby, where you at? I know this isn't your first time, but this is here. And so um, we're just going to go for it. So here you go again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was not that was not great. All right, just one more reminder. We'll be at the park next week. If you come here or come there, that'll be fine. We'll have leadership over there. One more time, can you give a big thank you to Miss J? Awesome. All right, stack your chairs, play some funky music, and let's get out of here. We love you all. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Illuminate Knox.